my name is Kimberly Olson, also known as the Gold Digger Girl. I'm a best-selling author, speaker, online marketer, and branding coach on a mission to inspire you to get lit in your business and set your soul on fire. Join us as we dive into the gold dating strategies that are working today for those actively building in the trenches and growing a personal brand on social media. Welcome everyone. Bigger Girls Podcast. I'm really Olson, and I'm so excited to share a special guest with you today, Kelly Ann Gorman House. And we are going to dive in all things entrepreneurship and a side of being a workaholic. As you guys know, I love working, and I found someone else as well. So we're already kindred spirits. But Kelly Ann, thank you for being on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you finally. I know, absolutely. I'm excited as well. So I love everything that you're doing on social media through your podcast. And I love the message that you are sending out to other working women. And I want to find out, I want you to take everyone back. Like, how did you become an entrepreneur? Take us through just your career. Um, and what, what, how did we get to where we are today? Because a never heard of you. Um, just that's the power of podcasting. So I'd love for them to get to know you a little bit better. So can you share your story? Sure. So I'm going to give you the really long story. Short. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like being an entrepreneur has always been in my blood. My family opened a bagel shop after my dad left the radio business. And that's where my working experience began at, I think it was 14, sweeping bagel seeds. So from then I was always working in restaurants, but immediately I always became management. And I just always had that like extra fire, like I wanted to do more. And I was in art school half of my life, so I always wanted to do something on the creative side. I'm always creating something. Now I do it with programs, but it's so crazy how life happens, right? So mm -hmm. I was actually a pro makeup artist for 16 years and wow. doing and creating my own schedule and traveling the world. I actually actually worked on over 60 cruise ships and yachts, doing an insane amount of makeup, an insane amount of jobs, not the norm, but again, these are positions that I created for myself. When it came to the cruise ship industry, I went on as a guest. I had a clear customs as a guest. I was not an employee. I actually worked for long haul. And when I had that job, I wanted to, I was doing makeup professionally in Boston. I'm originally from Rhode Island. I wanted to create a job where I could be traveling and doing makeup. So I pitched every single cruise line via fax, by the way. Via fax. I freaking love it. <laughs> fax machines. And I created this position where I would train the makeup artists in, this, in the shops, the duty-free shops, on board. So I actually worked on five different cruise lines. So every week or two, I was on a different ship. Wow. I created that position. So that right there, it's like, it was in my blood. Like I want to yeah. help people. I want to, you know, go on this ride of entrepreneurship. And then when I moved into the yachting industry, that was a whole nother ballgame. That's where I really, you know, expanded the level of like providing the best service, being on call 24 seven, which is how the happy at workaholic came in. And, you know, from cruise ships to yachts, to private jets, to luxury travel, to then getting sick, I brought all of this experience online. So that, I guess, is a really long story short, but I've always had it in my blood being an entrepreneur. I've always wanted to create systems and create opportunities where other people can, you know, be better and get better and do better by just, you know, sharing a platform or creating a system that others can take that and use it. Oh my gosh, you are yeah. a firecracker. I, I, so I just am in awe. 
people who just create a position. Like, I think that is so brilliant. I love when I see people are like, well, there's a need in the, in the marketplace. Let me fill that need. And you enjoy it, obviously. So it shows, I mean, you can just tell you get excited when you talk about helping people. So what, what timing, what year was it roughly when you got onto social media? Do you remember? It was probably 12 years ago. Wow. So you were one of the first people that were doing stuff online. Blogging. I was on Twitter. I was living my best life tweeting. Um, And unfortunately, well, I was on Facebook maybe like 14 years ago, but I was living in a bubble of yachts and jets. I can't post anything like that. I signed Mm -hmm. my life away for living in an industry like that. So, you know, now it's reality shows, but back in my day, it was not. I mean, you would be fired, you would be sued, like, that's just not, you can't do this, things like that. So I wish I could have shared more, mm-hmm. where now you can find a chief stewardess of a yacht, you know, providing the best service, and people learn from that, not just from watching a reality show that's scripted, but things like that I wish existed years ago, but now we live in a world where you can show that you can create things and, you know, create platforms for others, which I think is so awesome. But yeah, it was like 12, 14 years ago for Facebook. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The first I I'm like the new one on the block. So when you, what were you blogging on? Like when you first got in, what kind of content were you sharing? Um, I was sharing a lot of makeup stuff. I launched the makeup line 10 years ago and of course you did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I created my own line and a whole lot of money. (laughs) Love it. Um, I was blogging on makeup. I was blogging on San Diego, on events, and a lot about service. It always comes down to service, but just everything I was doing. At one point, I was living in New York, LA, Miami, and Vail all at once. My belongings were in four homes. So when I resigned from my last job, which was um, a little bit over 10 years ago, because my NDA just finally ran out 10 years after you resigned, and I know it's insane. So I thought I loved LA because I was only there for a certain amount of time. So I moved everything to the West Coast. This is how I got to San Diego. So I lasted in LA full time, like four months. I was like, this traffic is not for me. People are not for me. Everyone was late. And I was like, you need to be there yesterday from the world. I I grew up in Michigan. You're on time. Yeah. Not out that way. (laughs) Everybody is just like a common thing like we all know about the 405 we all know it takes five hours to get somewhere so show up earlier but I was like this isn't for me so I ended up coming to San Diego and I found a place in two days I was like this is where I need to be and then I got an opportunity in Vegas back in private aviation so that's what brought me to Vegas for six years and now I've been back in San Diego for almost two years which is absolutely nuts but that's how I got from east coast to west coast Wow. Okay. So now you're at least somewhat planted. I'm planted. Yes. And I do not want to ever leave San Diego. (laughs) So you, you, you got your travel, the travel out of your system. Well, that's, what's nice to you about, uh, online is you can pick up and leave whenever you want. And yeah. So if you want a vacation or a change of scene, just do that versus it having to be your job where you're having to be in all these places. I mean, I used to travel a lot for, for my job 40, 50 weeks a year and it was nuts. And just like you, and it's not glamorous. Like people are like, Oh, it's so glamorous. And you're like, no, it's not. <laughs> There's something about being in your own bed. That's amazing as well. So, oh, God, I know. <laughs> so <laughs> when you were, you got into the blogging and Twitter and some of those things that 
uh, were more popular then. When, how did you make your way into online course? Do you do online courses? Like what are the types of things that you built to monetize your brand on social media, like getting over probably to Facebook and stuff like that? How did you make that kind of transition over there? And what did you, what did you choose to uh, put your efforts into as far as serving and obviously charging for and monetizing? So that began when I was diagnosed with MS three years ago, and then this really rare disease called NMO, which is um, short for neuromyelitis optica, and basically you can become blind and paralyzed like this. Oh my. So that happened in 2016. So I was at that point running my own luxury travel business in Vegas, producing like insane events and doing like, you know, living the Vegas life. When I found out I was sick with these things, I had to create something that was guaranteed to make me money that I could do for my bed. Because in my mind, I'm paralyzed. Mm -hmm. I can't see. How am I going to use the last 20 years of my work experience and bring that to the table? I'm like, well, you have one choice. You have a podcast because you can talk. And you have an online program because you need to help others. And you'll bring in a team that can help you if you can't see. So that's how it began because I had no choice. Right. So when I, I was thinking, you know, if I'm going to be blind and paralyzed, I still have my voice. So I have to have a podcast. A podcast will make me money. A podcast will give me a platform where I can implement business and LinkedIn, but share my story so I can always help others, bring other people on so we can help others with the show. Right. That's how that all began. So that was 2016. I had to literally sit down and just look at my life and figure out, what have I done the last 20 years in business and how can I create again, create something online to help others. So that's when I put together business coaching programs, LinkedIn, and then it, I didn't do anything until um, with podcasting until I'd say like three months or so after I launched my show, everyone online, because you know, once we have a platform online, you have this tribe and you have followers and all this. So everyone was contacting me. How did you do this? So there was a demand. I, now I create programs where I see a demand. People are constantly asking me for things. I put them together and I launch them. Mm -hmm. Everybody wanted a podcast. So I'm like, how, how am I going to help these people? So I put together a program and launched it. And now I have almost 20 podcasts under my belt. That's awesome. Is, yeah. But it, to answer your question in short, it was 2016. I had no choice. Everything I knew had to exist now online where somebody else would have to help me if I were to be blind and paralyzed and at least I would still have a voice and that was a bonus and I did it because that was my only choice and now that I've been misdiagnosed I can really live my life and do more because I don't ha I'm not you know that's not going to happen to me so you've been so you it was a misdiagnosis yeah so after doing rounds of chemo blood transfusions hospital stays I was misdiagnosed 11 neurologists were in the picture so now I'm representing myself in six different medical malpractice cases which should be done very shortly in less than a year so I basically lived my best life as an attorney for the last year yeah but you're a force to be reckoned with and it's empowering to see someone take it into their own hands because so many people feel fall prey to feeling like a victim and you're not a victim you were someone who's like freaking bring it on I'm gonna conquer it and come out better. And, you know, I think it's interesting though, because it's been so hard what you just went through. No one deserves to go through that, but look what it did. 
you're going to serve so many people. I mean, the amount of people that are going to hear your message and the amount of other people that you're teaching them to get their message out, the ripple effect, it's going to be global. It already is, but think about the years to come, you know, and it really just got you to get that clarity of like, how can I impact people in a way, you know, mobily, like through the power of social media and online. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, I'm so glad that that happened. But I think the, the, the good news is that it's allowing you to serve even more. And one neat thing that I picked up on, you said right away, as you said, I sat down and I thought, okay, how can I serve people? Like, that's just who you are. And a lot of times, like I'm, I'm doing a group coaching program right now. And we're at the part where they have to figure out their avatar and they are struggling. And I'm like, you just have to get really clear on who you're serving. Who is that person? And look what happened to you. You're like, okay, I'm going to serve people who want to do podcasting and learn how to get their message out. And it just exploded, right? Because you got really clear on who you're serving. So how did you figure that out? Like, how did you build your tribe? Did you just start podcasting and you were one of the first ones to kind of make your mark? Or do you feel like you're just really relatable or consistently via Facebook lives? Like, how are you building your tribe? Definitely through my podcast, definitely Instagram stories, my email list, of course. I have different audiences because in the beginning, my show is about business, LinkedIn, and life with an autoimmune disease. Now I have a whole other platform where I'm sharing the stories of other patients, other holistic healers, medical experts, entrepreneurs, business owners, like so many other people where I have like, it's very, I mean, nothing I do is normal. So like, why would my audience be like one niche? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing, the common thread is sharing your story. And that's what I'm always hashtagging. That's what I'm always preaching. And you know, I appreciate you picking up on that and actually saying, you know, like what you just mentioned, because, you know, you don't have days where you're like, okay, I'm happy. I'm going to do this. It took me a, a lot of therapy and a lot of journaling and meditating and mindset and all those things to get like literally my mind where it is today. So I can continue to help people. I mean, I'll have the best recording ever and it launched, like have a great launch. Two seconds later, I'll get an email from an, an attorney and immediately you're like, not happy. So you yeah. have to like stay in your lane, you know? So I feel like um, with my podcast, just promoting it consistently, I repurpose my content always. I think that's huge for anybody that's working online. Gary Vaynerchuk is honestly the reason why I launched my show years ago because he is an East Coaster from New York. He's quick, quick, quick. And yep. like, He's the reason. He's the reason why I got on TikTok because I was like, "This is so dumb." And then he, he, I saw something of his, and I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it." So he, he's. I saw your TikToks the other day. They're good. I love them. I you know what I mean? Like he's a, he's a change. He makes you just do it. Yeah, just do it, and that's what I was sitting on my couch in Vegas, and I'm like, I have to just do it. And I actually look, I actually listen to my first episode every now and then. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was recording, uh, uploading them as MP4 files. We all know they need to be audio. I was, um, I had like my fire alarm, the smoke alarm beeping because the battery was out. I didn't know how to edit that out yet. Like, keep it humble. People like we <laughs> But yeah, I think just being consistent, repurposing your content and being approachable, being somebody that you can see is real. Because there's a lot of people online that you know, it's like, you know, what do they say? Like smoke and mirrors. Like, that's not me. Like 
if you Google my name, you will see videos of me screaming and crying and like just sharing what's going on in my life. Because if I didn't, I wouldn't be able to help people. And it's on YouTube, it's on my podcast, and I just put it everywhere. And I just think like, if you're somebody that's working online and like somebody that's in your group coaching, you know, finding that market or finding what you, who the person you really want to serve is great. And then, you know, taking it to another level, like repurposing, like my thing is time, time is money. So the more we can get done by repurposing stuff, I think is awesome. But I don't know, podcasting is just, I don't, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my show. If I didn't make the decision, like I just need to go. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, what I found really interesting, I didn't get into podcasting to make money. Um, I wanted to have a different, I love listening to podcasts and I thought if I can get audiences, moms, if I can get in her pocket, you know, like she's got her earbuds in and she's putting the groceries away or whatever, she can like binge listen to my stuff and just get that little inspiration to go take action on our business. That's it. But it's totally opened the doors for people finding me and then getting into yeah. Like we ask, like, how did you hear about us? I can't believe how many people say, oh, the podcast. Oh, <laughs> like, I'm not like you. Like, I'm not, I don't have a strategy. I don't even know what I'm doing yet. So I, I need to take your course. So let's connect afterwards. Um, I need some help there. But uh, it's, it's really cool that for the, this is for you guys listening. Kelly Ann is telling you, she's giving you permission right now to go be on LinkedIn if you want. Go have a podcast. Take your content and up and get usernames for all the different platforms, repurpose your content and you're going to find your space. And it might be like you, Kellyanne, having an avatar, you know, a, a certain audience here, a audience on your email list. That's cool too. You're going to find your way, but we all were giving you permission because a lot of you are like, well, I can't, I can't, I'm not, I don't have anything to say. I can't do it, but we're giving you permission that you, you do, you know, you can go do it just like she and you know what? Or people that are, um, looking for information or they send me an idea and I said did you look at the dot com is the dot com available buy it right now 99 cents go down like do it and as soon as they do that I'm like if if you don't want it later you just spent a dollar buy the dot com yes. that then I'm like extra permission and like the encouragement like oh my god this could be real I'm like now go get all the social handles <laughs> I know scoop those up really fast because those are a B to try to get later <laughs> But that's true though. Like that little, like, could I, yes, you can. And you know, I blogged for years. I don't blog anymore. I mean, we kind of repurpose stuff, but I'm so glad I did it because it taught me a lot about social media and I, I have all that content's just out there now forever. People can go find my yeah. stuff, discover me. It doesn't go away. It's just out in cyberland, but <clears throat> no one told me I could be a blogger. I just started writing and that's the thing. And it was in your blood for sure with your parents. But I think there's a certain kind of personality where we just go and do it and kind of figure out as we go. And for those that are sort of sitting on the sidelines a little bit, um, I want to encourage you to use her story as inspiration. And my favorite part was you sharing your diagnosis, even though it was wrong, is because of how you reacted to it. Most people would hole up in a corner and cry about it and be like, I can't do all these things now. And you thought, well, how can I still serve? I mean, that like gives me chills. How can I still help other people? Right. And I, you know, financially, okay, let's think legacy. Like let's think what the next 20 years looks like, but for the way you handle that, I mean, that is tenacity and grit and character and like all the things that I freaking love and, and gold diggers and you're a gold digger. So your podcast though, how did that come to be like the name workaholic? Like tell me a bit about that. 
It's so cute. I love no, it. I, I was really thinking about this this morning and because I knew you were going to ask me that. And I was trying to think of the exact moment, like when I knew that name, when that happened. And I can't remember, like I have a serious memory issues from email, but it's slowly coming back. Um, but I've always been an outgoing person. Like I would do seminars to thousands on a headset, like no problem. I would, you know, I was traveling and going online and just going, I would just do it. And I always would enjoy talking to random strangers, like anywhere I was. And I'm just like a happy out, like outgoing person, but I've always loved to work. I mean, my whole career, like 60, 80 hours is like nothing because in you know, luxury travel and certain industries I was in, I mean, you're on call 24 seven and you're there forever. So <laughs> you like escape. So I just enjoy putting myself out there and being um, able to work. You know, a lot of people don't have opportunities that I have. I've created them, but a lot of other people wouldn't have um, the chance to even create them. So I think because I'm in the right mind frame and mindset right now and enjoy working that's kind of how it all came into fruition and that was you know I'm saying three years I keep forgetting we're in 2020 so it's four years it's crazy oh four years okay four years ago is when that kind of all um, started and also um Kellyanne Gorman if you google that name there's a few and so that play I go by Kellyanne now and then I'm like I just need to rebrand myself of who I really am and that's who I am. <laughs> right. I know it's the best brand is your name. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Well, the reason why, when I first saw your podcast and I was like, Oh, I need to have her on is I think that there's a little bit of a negative connotation around working so much, especially as a mm -hmm. mom. So I have to constantly defend myself. I feel, uh, with my choices. So you know, like for example, I'm in the middle of a launch right now. And so my husband knows, like I had to, I got asked to speak on a, a call on Saturday. So I left for an hour, uh, drove, I drove away from my family. I'm like, bye. And I was on a call and came back, whatever. And I had some stuff to do on the, the computer throughout the day. I'm really lucky. My husband for the most part gets it. You know, sometimes he's like, you know, are you going to be on your computer? And so we have to talk about it. I'm like, this is why, like me working right now, this is what that does for our family. Mm -hmm. absolutely love it. I have to make myself go to bed. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I absolutely love working. And I think that there's a difference between that and something you don't love and burnout. Cause people are like, you better be careful. You better. And I'm like, I hear you and I appreciate that, but I love it. Like, I don't feel run down. I've been going strong for like three years. Like, is that weird? Or is that like kind of some of the premise behind your podcast? No, that's definitely, I mean, there's one rule I always have with my clients. I always tell them, number one, there's no rules in podcasting. There's no rules. <laughs> like I have multiple series and I have series because I'm so over the top organized. It's like crazy where I have to do the same thing digitally and with my show because I am involving different guests. So they need to go on categories, which is a series. So when it comes time to creating a show, why can't you have a show about X, Y, and Z? Create it. If that's what's in you, like, that's what needs to come out. If you are somebody that enjoys working, are you getting up early? Are you dedicating time for the things that need to be done, like your children and your marriage and all these things? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that is 
I think number one, there is a huge difference between somebody just like, you know, being a workaholic and just doing it for the money, like being in the office and not seeing their family and yeah. yeah. And they, and they hate their job where you're doing it because you're providing for your family, yourself, you're providing amazing service and you're doing something that you love. Mm -hmm. But there's days, like I'm sure you have, like we can have three hour days or we can have 13 hour days. And that's just how our friendship goes. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) Um, But as for my show and entrepreneurship, I mean, I'm talking to so many different entrepreneurs and they just share their journey of how they got to where they are which I think is so important, sharing your story. So it's all different with everyone. And they all have different schedules. They can take weeks off. I mean, I could do the same. Anybody can do anything you want. You just have to be organized. That's like my number one thing is you have to be organized and scheduled or nothing's going to work. I mean, some people are really lucky and it works out great, but I would lose my mind. And that's kind of what I preach. Like you have to be organized. I have this whole highlighting system that a lot of people are using now, which is crazy. But like for me, when I see color, I just know where I need to be. So that's how my whole planner is situated. No, mine's color coded. <laughs> yeah, we have to, like, we all find like our little thing that like works best for us and we'll share it. And if somebody wants to pick up on it, go ahead. Like, but I just feel like, you know, with my show and bringing on different types of guests, they're all sharing their own versions of themselves and their stories. I think it's so important because like you said, there's so many people that don't give themselves the permission to do certain things. Like, why not? So maybe if they hear another version of a story, that might be more relatable. And they're like, okay, if this person can do it, then I can do it. But it's like they need like another um, person to chime in, like obviously in their ears. But they love to do a podcast, but be more relatable. Not everybody is relatable to everyone. You know, I have, you know, I'm a different show. So, but I may not be relatable or, you know, there's certain podcasts that are for certain types of people. So I just keep it as real as possible. Which is awesome. <laughs> no, people like real. They, that, I hear that all yeah. the time. Like you're so relatable, like you just said. And I think also too, you showcasing different stories allows the, your audience themselves in that person so that they can hear this specific story and they're like oh, I hear some truth from it but it's maybe not me but they're not even thinking that but it's subconsciously but then you have one that's like them they're like oh my gosh that's so me like I feel like she's telling my story but then the story continues on with the success like oh my gosh okay that's me that I can do this and it's it's this is the thing there's just that you hear that one thing you hear one person at a conference, on a podcast, and a book say one thing, and it can change the trajectory of your life because the belief pops in, you know, you start to realize that you can do it. So the power of story is, is everything. And I think that's so awesome. Well, I'm going to put this in the show notes, you guys look below. You'll see the happy workaholic podcast link. We'll put that below for you guys. And then Kelly Ann, where can my people find you? Cause they're going to be newly obsessed with you. <laughs> you said you're on Instagram a lot. I live on Instagram. I live on my stories. You can find me at the happy workaholic. If you go to the happy you can find my show. You can find all my series. You can find all my programs, all my social channels. I say most of my time is spent on LinkedIn and Instagram and my podcast. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I'm everywhere. Website too. Online. okay that's great good okay and you guys she has lots of like courses and programs and all kinds of things you get him get plugged into so look below for the website too because i'm sure that's all 
there. And then you can start obsessing uh, in her stories and watching her there and then subscribe to her podcast so you can listen to her as well. Well, goodness, this has been amazing. Thank you so much, Kellyanne. You're inspiring, full of information. And I know that my gold diggers just loved listening to you today. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure being here. I really appreciate your time. Yes, absolutely. All right, y'all. Well, as always, until next time, get lit in your business and set your soul on fire. Bye-bye.